brother. It's the another one. Number one time for the number one Hulk Hogan impersonators podcast. That happens, baby. Oh, yeah. I'm here with my brother, Jeff Davis. Hello, Spencer. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I truly enjoy your uh, perfect Hulk Hogan impression. And it has really made my day. I smoke the devil's lettuce. The, the the devil's lettuce. That's a fun fact about Hulk Hogan is that he calls uh, uh, weed the devil's levit lettuce. So, but that's a does real he, does he, factoid. Is he saying smoke the devil's lettuce or do not smoke the devil's lettuce? This is like his not on screen persona. Um, this is like if you meet him in the bathroom stall and you're smoking weed, he might say something like, "Oh, is that the devil's lettuce or something?" You know. But is that um, him? Is, is that him wanting you to uh, pass over the devil's lettuce, or is that him saying, "Say nope to dope and ugly drugs"? I don't think he's saying nope to dope or <laughs> dope or uh, ugg to drugs, but I don't think he's specifically wanting. He, you know, he does. He, he doesn't take a stance in this scenario. You're just saying um, Hulk Hogan. But, Hulk Hogan will walk into a men's room, see somebody smoking a joint, and give them shit about it. He he will <laughs> he will call it the devil's lettuce. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I, I saw Sammy Davis Jr. when I was a little kid at the Greek amphitheater opening for Frank Sinatra, and mm-hmm. he referred to cocaine as the devil's dandruff, which I, I think uh, is great. Man, can you imagine being the devil and your just scalp is just covered in coke? That could be amazing. Yeah, I, it's like it's it's one thing to be an angel who's fallen from grace, but also dandruff. Like, I mean, haven't you been through enough? You've fallen yeah, out of God's right. glory, and also <laughs> your shoulders. You can't wear a dark suit anymore because you you got the devil's dandruff all over you. But maybe that's where cocaine came from. Maybe the devil's yeah. dandruff. That, that's one of God's curses. And sometimes a curse can be a blessing, Spencer. Uh, the God will give the devil dandruff. But also, um, if you have to stay up late and finish your term paper, that's the stuff you need. Um, it's like in that, that famous chicken noodle man song, snort the devil's scalp until your troubles go away. (laughs) Snort the devil's scalp. I love it. Uh, snorting the devil's scalp. I mean, I, I I don't do cocaine. Uh, but, uh, if I ever did it again, I would say I'm going to snort the devil's scalp. (laughs) (laughs) I hear if, uh, you go, if, uh, Hulk Hogan goes into a bathroom and you're doing coke, he goes, are you snorting the devil's scalp, brother? (laughs) But then it sounds like a dude that wants you to fucking stop bogarting <laughs> the the, uh, the devil's dandruff and pass it over to him. Oh, no. If it's Hulk we're talking about, he definitely wants in for sure. There's no way Hulk Hogan didn't do a load of coke. I mean, just based on his performance, like his level of uh, commitment mm-hmm. and the era that he was working in, he certainly was cokey, right? He must have been. Yeah. What are other devil names for drugs? Let's see. We got um, well, pick a alcohol. Dr- pick a drug. Pick a drug, and I'll give you. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the devil's name for it. Let's just go with alcohol to start. That that's maybe easier, maybe hard. Uh, Satan's Satan's sippins. <laughs> what, what about? <laughs> Speaking of Matt. Satan Sippins, I've just poured myself a delicious cup of uh, Fernet Branca. Cheers. 
And also, oh, thank shit. you, uh, all you Hapuccinos out there. Thank you again for listening to whatever the hell Spencer and I are doing with the help of Kevin Day. Hello, Kevin. Are you alive? COVID hasn't finally uh, got you. I think I'm going to make it, guys. I, I really do. I don't know. I think that's like, you know, the first stage is denial. So you might be dying. Yeah. The, the, the moment that, he, uh, that Kevin has accepted that COVID has gotten him, <laughs> then we know it's over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, in the middle of our show, Kevin will be bargaining uh, with, with COVID, where he tries, <laughs> to, uh, he tries to make sense out of the fact that he smells cigarette smoke for no reason. And as I said before, he's being gaslit by his girlfriend, and, and she's, <laughs> she, she wants him to go crazy. I, I've asked. She's denying it. But again, that she could be well, yeah, denial, but, too. Yeah, but of, of course. Of course, they, they, uh, that's the first step of being a murderer. Denial. So you're going to segue into a true crime progress real fast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I'm getting my vaccination uh, this coming Wednesday, on the 14th, I believe. I, I'm getting uh, uh, my Johnson & Johnson one-time uh, jab in the arm. And, and uh, then... Guess what, everybody? I'm coming for you. I'm just going to start oh, making man. out with you. Like, willy nilly. I'm just going to be out there just smooching on people because, uh, fuck it. Yeah, I think mine's on the 20th um, or the 18th, but I think it's the 20th. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we should, uh, we should, what, are we ever going to do the podcast in the same room, Jeff? That would be ideal. Um, you know, for, for listeners that don't know, that uh, Spencer and I had a, an idea that we were going to do a podcast in a live setting at these uh, at a very cool venue. Uh, I, I won't say what it is yet because it, it, we might change it, but it'll be very fun one day to have a live audience like we had with Harmontown at the uh, the Nerd Melt or the Dynasty Typewriter, and uh, there'll be musical guests. Uh, Open Mike Eagle wants to be part of it. Uh, Robbie Falks. It'll be it'll be a, a groovetastic. I can't wait to bomb in front of a live audience. Wait, Spencer, I've, I, I haven't seen you in one week, and you shaved your beard, and already you have a fucking full beard again. It's already come yeah. back. I think it's what? been a couple weeks or something, but I don't remember. Like, look, look at my facial hair for, for listeners and, and who are watching. This is four days. Just a light stubble. Oh, I was going to say, and what Jeff is gesturing to is nothing. <laughs> But I only have you in a small, a small viewing window. So yeah, it looks like a uh, a light stubble. I don't know. Shaving is stupid, and I also I, I don't think I'm ever going to get. I, I don't think I'm ever going to get good at it. You can buy the most mm-hmm. expensive razor, and uh, it sucks. I, I mean, I, I guess as a, as a as a man talking to uh, uh, an audience full of what I hope is at least fifty percent uh, women. Uh, Shaving your legs must be an enormous bummer. Uh, mm-hmm. That must, like, yeah, you have to, I don't know. I, I, I always picture just you have to lay in a bathtub, and I, it, it's probably more glamorous than it actually is. But no, shaving your legs must be a, a pain. Uh, just shaving your face. Every day I shave my face, I think about the first time I shaved my face, when I was cutting myself, and it was a wreck. But, like, I'm 47 years old, Spencer. When am I ever going to get good at shaving? It's always, 
you, then you, you you finish and there's a little patch that you missed and you're like it's, it's fuck it I hate it and then like yeah I, I buy razors from Gillette I used to shoplift them Spencer if I can be quite honest with you I used to <laughs> shoplift my razors because Gillette whether or not you agree that it's the best a man can get I would steal them because I, I heard uh, tell that they used to uh, test products on animals. They did animal testing, so I was against that. Mm-hmm. But now they keep the razors behind lock and key at the Gelsons down the street. Like they know that uh, Gelsons, they're, they're they're conflict razors. That's what I'm trying to tell you, people. Oh uh, no! And, yeah. <laughs> Where do they Every mine time, them? Every time you nick yourself and cut yourself with a Gillette razor, uh, it's that's not just your blood. It's the blood of countless monkeys and rodents or whatever they fucking chickens. I don't know how they fucking do it. <laughs> they shave chicken. This will shave the feathers right off a of chicken. <laughs> if if I weren't such a a, a libtard vegetarian, I would mm-hmm. I would say I wouldn't want any razor that hadn't already been tested on chickens. If you can shave sure. a chicken, then that's a razor that you fucking want, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, because, you know, feathers, they have the, the quill of the feather is like this big uh, tube made out of fingernails. You know, if you could hack through that, who knows what's possible? Would a, would a chicken, Spencer, put yourself in a chicken's uh, shoes? Do chickens wear shoes? I do, of course. Okay. Would you rather, you're a chicken, Spencer. Um, mm-hmm. roll, roll, roll initiative. All right. We're, we're, we're going to yeah, do a little, si- a little side game, uh, animal <laughs> testing D and D right now. Wait, wait, wait what I did you roll? Three. You got a three. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll go first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I come into your chicken coop and I grab you by the feet and ignoring your chicken shoes, I take out a Gillette razor. And start to try and shave you, and let's. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what do I have to roll for that? Just, just, just an, a regular Gillette my, attack. I think yeah, my AC is probably like a seven. So seven. Okay, so it it, it mildly shaves the feathers, but mostly it just irritates your chicken skin. Uh, uh, some feathers come out, but the quill is still in there. Uh, what do oh, you do? No. I was ready for some some baby smooth chicken skin, but now I'm I, left I, I, with I, this I, this irritation. Not with your fucking seven save. I roll. I rolled pretty low. <laughs> oh, no. So I guess I wait, 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 itch, wait, wait, I scratch. What, what mm-hmm. is it? What is it? What is a chicken's armor class? I said I was like maybe an eight. Well, okay. they probably have more if they have uh, their dexterity bonus because you imagine they're pretty dexterous. <laughs> oh, have you ever tried to catch a chicken? It's hard, it's hard. You've seen Rocky. It's hard to do. <laughs> yeah, but then you said that you already were holding the chicken, so they're not going to get their dex bonus there, you know? Correct. Thank you. See, that's why you're the dungeon master and I am not. Okay, so it's your move, chicken. Go ahead. Uh, also, I guess also I, I, j- just for fun, give me the name of the chicken so I know who I'm dealing with right now. Melvis. M- Melvis? <laughs> Melvis? Melvis. Melvis Beacon. Melvis Beacon. Uh, <laughs> Mavis okay. Beacon's chicken brother. Okay, so it, it, it's uh, I think I think we're in combat mode, so it's your turn. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to itch the irritated skin, see if I can s- relieve some of that irritation. Okay, that, that's a critical fail. Uh, you, no, you you no. you you take one of your chicken feet, uh, 
The fact that you're wearing a shoe gives you less scratchiness. Sure. And all, all, all you do is just ruffle your feathers and make it a little bit worse. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for a peck. Can I get a peck in anywhere on a, like yeah, an yeah. arm? Or- r- 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 what, is your, what, what is your peck bonus? I, I'd imagine at least a two or a three. I got a nine. Okay. So, uh, yes, you you peck at the Gillette uh, animal tester, and uh, you you deal six damage. Holy shit! <laughs> what does that uh, he, look like? He 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 runs from the. Uh, I'll tell you what it looks like. He runs from the room, rethinking his life choices, and goes to his bosses and gets on the phone to Gillette headquarters in, I'm, I'm going to say Racine, Wisconsin. Sure. I don't know where they are. But let's just say it's Racine. Uh, yes, I was right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, rolled, I rolled the correct uh, geographical reference. And he says, look, um, I don't think shaving a chicken is a great way to prove the, the, the quality of a razor meant to shave faces or legs. I think mm. what we should do is uh, let all let all these animals free. And uh, Kevin, uh, do you have any dice with you? I do not. Okay. Well, uh, what? Spencer, roll, roll for roll for me. Okay. This is uh, an Sp- outrage. Sp- Spencer, uh, no, Kevin, you are the 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 CEO of Gillette Razor Incorporated. And uh, how, how do you respond to this? The guy is saying, basically, let's stop animal testing because it really doesn't. Uh, how does a chicken uh, be a good analog for the human flesh and the skin? Uh, how do you respond, Kevin? Uh, I fly into a rage and attack you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I, did, I forgot my mistake. As I, I forgot that the head of Gillette is a barbarian. So, uh, so he goes into a CEO rage. And, and what, what, what is your response? What is your... Uh, you, I mean, you, we're, we're, we're over the phone right now, but maybe you can cast a spell or something <laughs> no, like that? Oh, no. Um, yeah, I cast an audible attack over the phone. Definitely. <laughs> you. All right. Uh, Spencer, roll for him. All right. Oh, boy. That's that's going to be a 19. Oh, so shit. That's a hit. D- Assuming D- a hit's possible. <laughs> Dealing audible damage to my to my ears. He's deafened for one d six rounds. Shit. That's five rounds. All How right. are you going to finish this phone call now? <laughs> I hang up. <laughs> oh no! Am, 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 am I still with an outraged chicken? Well, I think you ran out of the room. So unless you drop, if you drop the chicken, then no. But if you ran out of the room holding the chicken i go i go back i go back into the room and i retrieve the chicken and i hold him gently and i say i know that you don't speak english uh i mean i don't i don't know that i'm assuming that you don't (laughs) speak english but i certainly don't speak bok bok sure uh i take the chicken and i flee out to the parking lot where my uh my Toyota Prius is uh, is parked, and I take the chicken home and run, no, knowing that I'm fired because the barbarian head of Gillette is after me now. I take the chicken. I say, wherever, whatever happens to me, 
Um, I'm I'm not going to let anything bad happen to you, chicken. And then I say, thank you. Whoa! Cliffhanger! (laughs) The chicken spoke English the whole time. The chicken... Spoken. That's why we can't we can't um, we can't be testing on these majestic creatures. We don't. I I think it's so sp- specious to assume that animals don't speak the uh, lingua franca or whatever whatever the uh, the language that they're dealing with. I guess if you're a chicken mm-hmm. and you've been dealing with English speaking doctors long enough, you're going to pick up a little bit of English. Sure. Right. I mean, especially if you're undergoing tests, like who knows okay. what could happen. Um, I also uh, pull over to the side of the road at some point and take a rest for an hour so I can uh, reheal my six damage that I took when the chicken pecked me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Okay. I kind of want to keep playing this uh, this chicken <laughs> chicken story. Chicken story. Chicken run. Chicken. Chicken run. Ch- it's not Shadow Run. It's Chicken Run. <laughs> Why was Chicken Run, you know, the, did you ever see that movie, Chicken Run? Was that one of those, um, like, claymation situations? Yeah. Yeah, I did see it. I, 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 what's his name? Who, who makes those? Uh, I think Wallace makes them. Or Gromit? Uh, not, not Gromit. Yeah, Wallace makes them. I, for, I, for, I forget the director. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Everything uh, they make is fantastic. Didn't their studio burn down and they lost a bunch of shit? Like, like, like all their, <laughs> all, all their dolls and puppets. I, I don't know. That's crazy. If that happened, that's horrible. I think I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the name Chicken Run. It sounds kind of like it's supposed to be a like a pun of something, you know. But is it? Is there like a pun? What Chicken Run? Chicken Run. Yeah. Is there a pun in there anywhere? Because I can't. I think a chicken out. run is something that, like, if, if you live in Britain, like, you, like you can have a dog run, where it's like mm-hmm. a little side, like, in a little courtyard for your dog. I think a chicken run is not an actual thing. I don't know. Somebody, uh, Kevin, okay. has put put up on the chat, uh, Spencer, on Discord. Somebody asked, "Where's the sign up sheet to make out with Jeff?" Um, sure. I, I'm I'm assuming on Discord. Yeah. Um, I, I want set uh, s- send a pick and resume, and uh, <laughs> w- next episode sitting right next to me will be the person that I've chosen to make out with. Also, can we, Kevin? Is it possible for us to drop the image that the fan art of that? Oh God! Oh yeah! <laughs> can they see that? <laughs> is yeah. everybody is everybody seeing this right now? That's watching this. Yes, they are. Holy! Smoke. I like my expression. It's like. Well, how would you characterize my expression even? I would say bemused resignation. To me, it looks like uh, it's kind of like an it's a living kind of expression. Yeah, it's a living. You should I, describe this for our listeners, by the way. Okay, well, what's happening for, to listeners? Spencer, you, you, you're like, d- describe this. Uh, maybe let's get the D&D music and Spencer can uh, can describe this. Fantastic artwork. And who is it drawn by? Uh, this was drawn Rachel. by Rachel Holbein. Rachel, thank you, Rachel. Uh, this is uh, going to haunt me in my in my night thoughts for a very long time. Yeah, and I think this is going to win the contest. So I guess give us your address. We'll send you Mountain Dew Major Melon. Um. Okay, so I can't see the picture anymore, but I'll go off of memory. Um, 
Before you are two naked men, one tall and lean, the other squat and squatting. The thin man has the face of a young, youthful, mirthful teen, as well as uh, a knife, a dagger between his cheeks, his butt cheeks, mind you. And the other guy is fat. Oh boy! And he looks, he he looks uh, embarrassed, as if to say, like. I can't carry all these dice. What dice do you ask? Oh yes, he's got two giant D12s in front of his private parts. Uh, is this a reference? When I read, looked at this, I was like, is this a reference to my dad telling the story on Harmontown of me having giant testicles? Only time will tell. I don't know how, but I don't know who else but time could tell. That's basically the image. I'm kind of squatting, squatting the way one might take a dump in the woods, holding dice. Whereas Jeff is kind of like, did I do that? Kind of like the copper tone girl or whatever. Is it the copper tone girl? I don't know. Anyway, that happens. I don't know. I don't know. Now. All right, Kevin. Kevin, please put the artwork back up because that, that was very well done, Spencer. I think you. I think you encapsulated it. Um, yeah, I, I, it tells a story. I, I think this drawing asks asks more questions than it answers. Also, why D twelves? Are, are they are they easier to draw than a D twenty? Is it was that just laziness on the? I wouldn't call it laziness, but yeah, I'd have to imagine they're easy to draw. I think like the, they have neater angles, you know, like the angles on a D20 are so slight that like you see multiple faces, but then it's like, you know, how do you light them? How do you shadow them? And like, how do you make sure that the shapes look right while they're, you know, still at an angle? And, you know, it's, it's a lot of triangles that you're just sticking together. You know, there's, I think there's clearer faces on a D12 maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, I also want to ask Rachel, just, just simple choices. Why, like, you're a little more yellowish tone. I'm a little bit more of a, like, of a beige. Neither of us is, neither of us is particularly tan. I think I kind of have some color. I don't, I I wouldn't say I'm tan by any stretch, certainly. Do you think, do you think she got your, um, your shoulder hair exactly right? Just that little wispy uh, bits that that kind of fly off the the top of your shoulders? No, I don't think I have shoulder hair. I might have a little bit of back hair these days, but I don't think I have shoulder hair. And 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 this okay, I have a couple couple other questions. First of all, thank you Rachel for giving me an ass. Uh Oh. One yeah. thing I one, one thing I've never had is a booty. And my booty in this is almost Beyoncé level. It's it's really it's it's just uh uh it's round. I'm about uh, to take a bite out of that thing. Yeah, it's like a space helmet. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> Spencer's nipples concern me a little bit. Spencer, and be, you can be quite honest. Did she get your nipples right? Because these are. I I I, I'm, I think I'm, my. I'm, I think ahead. my tits are perkier than that. I think they're they have more a bit more, you yeah. know, but but other than that, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, maybe if I'm leaning forward a little bit, then it works. Rachel has described your 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 nipples and. Man boobs is I, I would say depressive. They they, they look a, like a little down on their luck. <laughs> right. 
But if you look, where's my mate? I've just Go noticed ahead. if you if you look at because I am in kind of semi profile with my back toward camera, but you can see just a bit of my nipple. How big must my nipple be for you to see it from that angle? <laughs> that must, I that, think that's it's like, just kind of like a little dot. It's no, like talk, it's tasteful. No, we're, we're talking about a two inch nipple because if my, <laughs> at least inch and a half. But also okay. that, that that little look that says like who me. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's it's good stuff. I mean, is it good stuff or is it fucking alarming? I I I I'll, I'll leave it to the audience to decide. Uh, well, you get what you ask for, you know. Don't don't be careful what you wish for, etc. I think yeah. I think this is right exactly what we ask for. Yeah, yeah. So. It's, it's like the gift it's hard to the get magic. too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of. I'm flattered the the shape I'm in in this in this drawing. I, I look like I went to the gym once in my life. Yeah, you look like you do squats. Why are your or feet like, bigger uh, than mine? I, I what size shoe do you wear, Spencer? I think twelve. My feet are a 12. bit smaller than you might assume for my size. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess you're a little bit in the foreground, but still, I, I look like I'm wearing a size nine over there, and I don't, I don't like that because that. Yeah, no, I got big feet in this picture. Yeah, the dagger in the butt though, I think, is a fucking awesome move because no one's looking. Like like if someone approached me like like face on, and I am naked, and they try to attack me, guess what? I got a butt dagger. It's fucking coming. <laughs> fucking, I'm gonna fucking slice you. It's like the classic stiletto from the Victorian uh, high society ladies' times, but in your butt. Someone, on, Kevin said on Discord, someone said Jeff is COVID side boob. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm dropping a little side boob. It's, it's side boob Sundays, everybody. Uh, that means uh, go to your local KFC and get a free uh, uh, chicken bucket. Whoa. That's, that's not what you'd imagine from side boob Sundays. <laughs> side, every time somebody points out that it's side boob Sunday on that happens, you, you get, uh, just you can drive down right now to your local KFC and just uh, hashtag uh, Side Boob Sunday that happens. Now, Side Boob Sunday, wasn't that a, a Doug Benson on Twitter kind I of think, uh, I, I holiday? Think I think it is Doug Benson. I don't think he still does that, but yeah, that was uh, that was a thing. Do you think and he I, stopped You know, doing, everybody wins. Do you think he stopped doing it because it wasn't woke after a while? Like To point out the Side Boob was not woke enough? I would have to imagine that he stopped doing it before it it became like people were like, this is gross. You should stop doing this. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if people said that before, but, I, you know, just culturally, I feel like he might have stopped before then. But I know that people have been all like, Doug Benson, isn't he the guy that would solicit pictures from his fans or whatever, you know, and people were getting pissed. But that was well after the fact, to my knowledge. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. He had a joke. You know, there's a lot of gray every area. Go ahead. Absolutely. He had a joke. Um, I think it was Doug. I'm almost certain it was Doug. I think I heard it like on like Sirius XM Comedy Channel, uh, like a long time ago. And he was going through notes that he had written down while high, and he was just <laughs> trying to figure out what the joke was because he'd completely forgotten the point or the premise. And <laughs> one thing he had written down was all holes Benson. And he goes like, I don't know what that means. He goes, but it sounds like something I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, all holes Benson. 
when I was a kid, I would watch Comedy Central, and he did, I think it was maybe a premium blend or something. It might have been Comedy Central Presents, but he, he like, his thing when he started up is he was like, I've been working on my segues. And then he was like, I had a baby once, or I had a dingo once. A baby ate it. You know, babies love Vegas. <laughs> it's just like. He's the fantastic. most ridiculous segue. I, yeah. I did. I did. Uh, Doug loves movies once, and mm-hmm. I met him backstage, and I, I love and adore Doug Benson, and of course we all know that he's famously quite high. Um, he was <laughs> higher than anybody I've ever met before the show, and continued mm-hmm. to get high during and after, and. Uh, it's it's a it's a miracle that, he, that anybody could go on stage and be as stoned as Doug and still be that fucking funny, and it was Bill Burr and uh, Pete Holmes, mm. and I'd never met either of them. And I'm, I'm backstage. This is at the UCB Theater, which used to be the Tamarin Theater, which is where I started doing improv uh, back in, you know in the 1820s. And I, I meet Bill Burr. I go, hey man, uh, nice to meet you. He goes, hey, so we're doing a show with Pete Holmes. Uh, so you and I are never going to talk. <laughs> and he was, and he was right. Sure. <laughs> it turns out, like, like I didn't even need to be there. Pete Holmes just like completely barnstormed the stage, and I, and Bill Burr and I were just passing a flask of whiskey back and forth, like it just <laughs> like like if, if we're going to sit here, we're going to have a drink. And uh, sure, but, what was Pete Holmes doing? Uh, talking a lot. But but again, oh, yeah. fucking fantastic! Like, absolutely, I'm chatty. I talk too much. But it's nice to know that there are certain people in the world who talk way more than I do. <laughs> right? It must make like, you feel better about yourself. Yes. Like yeah, compared to him, I'm taciturn. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking great though. He was very funny. Jeff Taciturn Davis. Jeff Taciturn Davis. And it's not every day you get to use that word, you know, so. Yeah. What's it? What, prolix. Look that one up, Spencer. <laughs> I prolix. don't even know how to spell that. I'm looking it up. P-R-O-L-I-X. Oh, that's easy. Using or containing too many words. Yeah, semicolon an an- tediously lengthy. It's an antonym to taciturn. Mm. You, you know, I think we talk, talked about this maybe uh, on previous podcasts, but when people mm. say reticent to mean reluctant, that bothers me. Reticent means uh, not, not really willing to talk, like, 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 like you're, you, you've clammed up, you're not speaking much. But now people use it as reluctant, but we already have a word for reluctant, and it's reluctant, but we've lost a word, reticent. Uh, right. Yeah, that, I just looked it up. You're right. That's interesting. I, I didn't know that. I mean, I don't use the word reticent, but uh, that, you know, people, that's something. Are you, are, that are you saying, Spencer, people, that you're reticent to use the word reticent? Because if you are, uh, you no, fucking I'd did it wrong. Reluctant. You, you did it wrong. Exactly. I feel like I am a reticent person. I mean, there's definitely a lot of stuff I do reveal about myself, but it's it's all very situational. Like, I, I definitely find myself less able to talk about myself around people I know, but around strangers, I'm like, I'll fucking, you know. I don't need therapy. I'll just do my therapy with anyone who doesn't care. <laughs> you know, I'll just keep going. Um, but yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, I know something. You know, you're you're a famous improv guy, Jeff. I don't think I don't know that we have time to do it, but but in the future, I think you gotta you gotta teach me how to do improv so I can get better at podcasting. You know. Well, I mean. All, all conversation, Spencer, is improvisation. Uh, we are improvising right now. We are not working from a script. When you when you are dungeon mastering, I am, and we, and we go off of the, you are, yeah. When, when, oh, when, I mean, when, yes. Let, let's let's hearken back to the absolute podcast gold that was our Gillette chicken shaving uh, <laughs> improv. Uh, you you don't think that you did a great job improvising your way through the uh, the, the chicken shaving? Oh no, I'm amazing. I just uh, you know just like formal you know zip zap zop and you know finding the game and such. You know I don't know. I think I think there's a lot that I can do, and then there's a lot that I could learn. You know. Let's play. Let's let's do an improv scene right now. Okay. Spencer, uh, give us a place that two people might run into each other. Uh, a uh, boxing match. A boxing match, and uh, every uh, sentence, Spencer, has to be in the form of a question. Okay. All right. Are you punching me? Who? Uh, who? Who? <laughs> Are you asking me who's <laughs> punching? Are you asking me if I'm punching you? Are you talking to me? Uh, well, would I be an idiot if I were talking to somebody else? Would you be an idiot? I have to. Nope, that's a sentence. Shit. Okay, right. so now I like run off stage and got to run back on stage, right? Yes, yes. But but now you have to wear a hat. Now you're wearing a hat. <laughs> Whoa! Can you get a load of these guys talking during a match? Are you the referee? Do I look like I'm wearing stripes? Uh, see, yeah, see, you won. You fucking won improv. You just won. I improv. lost first, though. But okay, it's <laughs> but, a tie. We'll call, we'll call it a tie. I feel like I'm learning. I'm I'm learning. But I've heard that aren't questions stealers and answers are gifts. I've never heard it said that way. <laughs> yeah, there there is a thing in improv where asking questions to start off a scene is not a great idea because you're putting the onus on the other person. So if you walk into right, a scene right. and say, "What are you doing here?" That's not <laughs> right. that, that. That's not offering any information. What you've done is made somebody else supply the information. So yeah, questions aren't great unless the question is informative. Like, doctor, is there a reason why there is a syringe in my butt? That see, that that is okay. a question that also starts the scene. Right, because questions are stealers because you're talking, but you're not actually giving anyone anything to work with, right? Correct. So it's like you're kind of skipping your turn, if you will. Also, there's a rule called yes and. You, you want to say yes to things. Um, but also, there's, that, that's a rule that's meant to be broken if you know what you're doing. You can say, like, hey, doctor, do you know why there's a syringe in my butt? So um, I'm not your doctor, but I'd be happy to check it out for you. Like so that's <laughs> so that's saying no, but also elevating the scene a little bit. Now things have become interesting. Right. That's what they call a no but. <laughs> no but <laughs> It's like a yes and, it's a no but. I, I I'm I come from the no but school of comedy and also as <laughs> as my friend Dan O'Connor said from uh, uh Improv Olympic, I come from the pointing and shouting school of comedy. Because vol <laughs> 
Volume ensures quality. <laughs> sure. I mean, I, sure. They, we got a point. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you're sure. <laughs> I, I, did, I did this thing the other day. A friend of mine, Bren, who is a, an, uh, a teacher in San Diego area for uh, fifth graders, asked me to come and do... They're, they're teaching their kids, their fifth grade class, there's 75 kids. And they're talking this month about comedy. So they've been asking kids to like look at old comedy, watch old movies, and then come and do sketches and maybe write some comedy or tell a joke. And so I got on and talked about improv with 75 kids, and it was absolutely one of the greatest things I've done since the COVID thing happened, was, was just mm-hmm. going on and hanging out with a bunch of uh, school kids. And I'm almost certain that my level of humor lowered their IQs, and I think I took them back <laughs> down to third grade, because <laughs> instantly we're just doing dumb dad jokes but it was mm. so cool. And uh, one kid had signed on as Jeff Davis. And for some reason, he had a mustache. I, I, I have no idea what, was, what the point was, but it was very good. It, it, was just, it was very nice to feel like I had done anything of quality at all by just hanging out with a bunch of uh, fifth graders and talking about jokes and comedy and shit. It was great. Yeah, I mean, you know, kids can be very aloof and like, what's this guy doing? But I think like if a ki- kids are like vaguely at all interested or engaged in something that, you know, you're working with them on, I think that's like incredibly rewarding. You know, it's, here, it here was really the freaky cool. part because like, like we're doing a Zoom thing right now. And I'm looking at three windows, me, Kevin and you, Spencer. Mm-hmm. This was a huge gallery of people. And I, you know, on the screen, you couldn't even see the whole gallery. That, that was the first Zoom thing I'd been on where you saw loads of people. And they were fifth graders. So you're looking into up to 75 people's uh, homes. Right. Like wh- wh- wherever they put their laptop, you, you're seeing 75 living rooms, bedrooms, kitchens, whatever. And, the, and they're fifth graders. And there was one kid who kept getting beaten up by a clearly older sibling and kept coming oh in. And he was wearing a Miami Heat uh, jersey and just kept up just just nailing the kid that was on camera. This, this guy was probably in seventh grade, eighth grade, mm. and he was just beaten up. I'm like, do we have to call anybody? Like, is anybody else watching the, uh, the physical assault that's going on right now? Uh, yeah. But, but the, the groovy thing was they were like funnier than me. They, they were all just like interested and funny and silly and also bored out of their minds because they're just living in their little bubble. And uh, I'm sure, I'm sure the one kid that was be- being uh, physically attacked can't wait to get back to school. So he was in a different classroom than sure. fucking yeah, his o- older brother. Bad news. Hapuccinos, uh, yeah. I'm going to raise a toast to you. Wherever you are, Hapuccinos, uh, it's for net Bronca time. Frenette Branca, brought to you by Italy, I think, or France, probably Italy. I, I want to say Italy. Italy, home of the spaghetti. <laughs> Try some today. That's a good commercial. <laughs> I'm so happy that we did a MeUndies ad because... Oh, yeah. Before the show, we did a MeUndies ad. Yeah. 
Kevin, will, will, will oh. this air during this episode or, or some other episode or some other podcast? This should episode. be. This we episode. do need to do an ad break. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, we didn't do an ad break. Hey, uh, uh, l- let's do an ad break uh, because I haven't talked about underwear in a long time. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, it's Jeff B. Davis. I'm here with Spencer Crittenden. And that happens is pretty goddamned excited that we're doing an ad for Me Undies again. If you're a Harmontown follower, you'll know that Spencer and I are huge enthusiasts of the best underwear on the GD planet. And Me Undies is back uh, with, with a whole new flavor. Hi, friends. MeUndies believes that comfort is about more than what's touching your skin. It's about feeling comfortable in your skin. You're a total badass, and what you wear should only accentuate that fact. That's why MeUndies not only uses a sustainable, breathable, soft-as-heck fabric, but they also give you endless styles to choose from. It's a total comfort, inside and out. Yeah, I mean, because, Spencer, you want to be a badass, but you don't want underwear that makes your ass bad. MeUndies makes your ass a badass in the good way, in the, in the same way that uh, hot is cool and cool is hot. Uh, listen, man, I, I Spencer, are you wearing MeUndies currently? Because I know I am. I'm wearing uh, currently, and not, not out of any political reason, not out of any uh, necessary choice in my uh, in my underwear game. I'm wearing my uh, One Love Black Power MeUndies right now, uh, which I think is timely right now, and uh, I, I like that. Uh, my junk is supporting uh, uh, people. <laughs> and by people, <laughs> I mean my genitals. And also other people. You call your genitals your people. <laughs> MeUndies offers classic colors and ridiculous prints. It's all so you can fully express yourself in your own unique way. Jeff, were you about to express yourself in your own unique way? The thing with MeUndies, Spencer, is... I- I, my balls and dick are expressing themselves in ways that I'm not even aware of right now. There's a party going on in my pants that no one is invited to. Uh, and yet, uh, I think it's a party that we all should be a part of. I mean, is there a way for people to find out how to buy these things, Spencer? I could do you one better because you don't just have to buy them. You could never leave your couch again with MeUndies membership, a monthly subscription that sends new pairs right to your door. With site-wide savings and exclusive sales, you'll automatically pay less for everything. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first for, for any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. They also have problem-free philosophy. It's not just a guarantee, it's a philosophy, a worldview if you will. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats no questions just exchanges and money and products being swapped around are you saying for first-time purchasers they get 15 percent off i'm telling you i'm a long-time user of meundies and uh, i like my meundies 100 percent off if you know what i'm talking sure about. well <laughs> you mean you like being naked i like big naked <laughs> <laughs> i for some reason meundies sent me some star wars underwear that is size small and uh, I, I don't know who to give these to. 
I, I don't know anybody during COVID that as a male that is size small anymore. We've all gone up a belt <laughs> loop or two. Me undies. It's the underwear that's fun to wear. And every, uh, me undies. It's the underwear that's fun to wear. And every Holy other crap. underwear is, uh, uh, is bullshit. <laughs> the underwear that's fun to wear. That's, <laughs> that's I think I, I think I've used that before. Look, am I ripping myself off from previous Mandy's ads? Possibly. I'm just so happy that our podcast has now been properly legitimized. Thank you, Mandy's, for giving us the sponsorship that we fucking deserve. It's the best. I, and look, I, I, Spencer and I, we're not really joking here. Spencer and I will lie about other ads. We're not lying mm. about MeUndies. This is good underwear. And if you don't have some, get some. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. To get your 15% off your first order and free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash that happens. That's MeUndies.com slash that happens. Because you're stopping the vaping and cigarettes are for assholes. I've had some bad times. I've lived through some sad times. But now I'm switching for real. You picked a fine time to switch to Lucy. Hello, I'm Jeff B. Davis sitting here with Spencer Crittenden talking about a nicotine alternative are you one of those smoking types are you one of those d-bag ding-dongs that's out in the parking lot vaping and and not landing your skateboard tricks well we got something uh to make uh smokers former smokers with a better and cleaner nicotine alternative finally tobacco alternatives that don't suck a bunch of beep it's been researched and developed for three years to be made for people not patients you're not patients you're people we're talking about Lucy. This this is to help you uh, kick the old smoker habit. Uh, it's it, it's a cleaner, less offensive way to get around. Uh, they got flavors like wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. And guess what? They taste good. Um, Lu- Lucy uh, also has lo- a lozenge dispenser with four milligrams of nicotine and cherry ice flavor. That sounds uh, almost so good it makes me want to start nicotine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Each and every flavor actually tastes great. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, or on the go, even in the gym. All the, you, you know all those places that you can totally go to right now? Right. You can enjoy Lucy in all of those places. When you go home with a, with a, with a, a person, a, a lady in my case, but you, know, you guys do whatever you want. Um, and you get up in the morning and my hair and my pillow smells like uh, a discarded ashtray. Um, I'd rather it smell like a cherry ice lozenge. Uh, and I, I, don't, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Uh, forget the cigarette. I would say escape the vape. I would say skip your dip. Also, if you're still dipping, what are you, a minor league baseball coach? Please don't dip. <laughs> yeah, if you're putting stuff in your mouth anyway, just get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. <laughs> a subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. That happens, listeners. Go to lucy.co and use promo code HAPPENS to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code HAPPENS at checkout. Also, Jeff. Do, 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 the, legal, do the legal stuff, Spencer. You're better at it than I am. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and use that promo code HAPPENS. 
You picked a fine time to switch to Lucy. Now you're not vaping like a like an asshole in front of the 7-Eleven. I've had some bad times, but now I'm having good times, and this time you're switching for real. You picked a fine time to switch to Lucy. C O. There you go. And we're back. We just talked about underwear for a while. Ho, ho, ho. I love that me undies, Jeff. <laughs> oh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry. You caught me smoking the devil's, uh, the devil's cactus. What, what was it? I'm here to talk to you about Beyondies, the devil's lettuce made into panties. You know I love to wear tight shorts on the in the squared circle. I don't know. Is oh, uh, I'm I'm Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, brother, uh, I'm Randy Savage talking about me undies. Uh, ooh, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna nestle your balls, brother. They're gonna they're gonna settle your labia, sister. I don't know. I Wearing that. me undies is just like slapping into a slim jam. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is is Macho Man Randy Savage? Still with us? Did he die? Is he still around? I think he's dead. I think he. I think he died. Yeah. But the, the but the Iron Sheik goes on, and he's still being hilarious on Twitter, unless somebody has <laughs> yeah. like ghostwrited uh, uh, his account. Because goddamn it, it's funny. He's incredible on Twitter. It's, he's just like shitting on people. It's like so good. All right. I mean, do. Okay, so I, I'm in the car, Spencer, and I have the check-in, mm-hmm. and I'm on the run. Okay. I'm on the sure. run from a barbarian CEO of the Gillette Corporation. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't need, is, is there a parent company of, of Gillette? Like, who does Gillette work for, or is Gillette, like, it might be Johnson & Johnson. this up. Yeah. Procter & Gamble. Procter & Gamble. Fuck yeah. Ugh. Okay. Procter & Gamble... But didn't they also make board games? That's Milton Bradley. Milton Bradley. But didn't Gamble also make board games? Maybe Here's before. A, our, our podcast, That Happens, is mostly me asking questions where the audience can go Google their, their, <laughs> to their heart's desire. Um, okay. Let, let's, let's, let's play some actual D&D, Spencer, because last time uh, Fuzzy Knuckles was running about and stabbing some... some some bugs. Uh, can, can, can you give us a, a brief recap and we can get into some hardcore, legit D and motherfucking D? Balls to the wall. Yeah, should we get the music going? Let's do it. Last time on That Happens, our heroes had just shrugged off a Sturge attack and were licking their wounds yet again in the attic of the haunted house they were looking through on the behalf of hush money oh yes they found beef fungus ned and they were searching the house they looked in rooms and found mold and trash that's basically all they found throughout the whole house but then a staircase leading downwards to the first floor they went to the first floor and then there was another staircase leading to a basement or perhaps a cellar a wine cellar going down there they heard 
the horrid screams of ghouls and ghosties and haunted, tortured souls. Oh, brother, these were the haunted haunts that they had heard about. But when they got down to the cellar, there was no ghost that they could see. Although ghosts are invisible, so that doesn't necessarily mean everything. They looked around and found broken, shattered wine bottles and such, and a corpse. And stabbing the corpse with its own sword, they released a swarm of rock grubs, which they now face in the cellar of the haunted house. Okay. What are the what are the bugs called? The swarm swarm of what? Swarm of rot grubs. Rot grubs and, and describe them for me if you would. Rot grubs are finger-sized maggots that eat living or dead flesh. Although they can subsist on pl- plant matter, they infest corpses in piles of decaying matter and attack living creatures that disturb them. After burrowing in the flesh of a living creature, a rot grub instinctively chews its way to the heart in order to kill its host. Jesus Christ. Yeah, not fun. Uh, do I have like a poison thing? To do, or is that another character? Fuzzy Knuckles. I don't know if you have poison yet. No, I don't. Um, is it, it? Oh, um, I throw um, an oil flask on them and a uh, like a tinder match, and try to like just light them on fire. All right, let's roll initiative first. Thing. Big copper. Initiative is just well, just a straight roll that I rolled. Yeah, it's a roll plus your dexterity bonus. Uh, thirteen. That's including your bonus. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna go first, then Ned, then uh, big copper, and then the rock grubs. So yeah, you're throwing a flask in. Yeah, I'm throwing an oil flask and. Uh. Like, can I can I light a match and throw th- throw it at them? Yeah. Like, so like, let's can, say can, it's. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Let's say you throw the oil flask, and that's easy enough because you're just hitting the corpse. And um, but then to actually throw the match, that's going to be some sort of roll. So if you want to roll a dexterity check, um, we'll see. That'll be thirteen again. All right. So that's going to hit. Um, you hit, it lights up, it lights fire up. It lights up fire. <laughs> roll it, roll a D six. A D six. Mm-hmm. Six. All right. So they, they catch fire. This, they're, as they kind of leave the, the corpse, they catch fire and they're, they're burning with oil. They continue to burn as they start to swarm and such. Um, all right. Do you want to move or anything? You're the closest to the the grubs because you stabbed the corpse. Um, well, I certainly want to get myself into a uh, like like I, I I I walk away and like get into like a like a corner where no one can get behind me. So like no none of these things are they are they all on fire? No, because some of them are still in the corpse. But yeah, they're they're on fire. Okay, so yeah, so I, I kind of reposition myself, uh, like kind of like back up so I can get in, you know, fighting range. Mm-hmm. Meaning, um, me, so me, me, meaning oh. cowardice range. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm pretty freaked out. And I just do what, no, what anybody would do is back up a little bit. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, swarm of weird grubs, like vicious, attacky ones. Um, mm-hmm. So the big copper is going to use his, his go-to, which is the poison spray. Um, nice. He's going to hit, so that's good. This thing has been really helpful. Let's see. He's going to roll damage. <laughs> the big copper? 11. Yeah. Well, it's just I think he's hit almost every single time with the poison spray. So, um, and it does a D12 damage, so that's not bad, you know? Um, so yeah, he hits for 11 poison damage, and um, now it's uh, Ned's turn, but he's going to run up the stairs. He's not going to try and bitch slap the, the grubs. Okay. Um, all right, so now it's the, the swarm's turn. They're going to... They're going to... They're, you know, uh, Big Copper's closer, so they're going to go after him. They kind of start to swarm him. And they hit at him. All right, they start climbing into his into the the, the bits of his body and stuff. They're kind of infesting him. Jesus Christ! Um, yeah, it's not good. He gets two two grubs kind of find their way inside of him. <laughs> hey, what, what remind me what beef fungus Ned's uh, like racing classes? He's a human, and he doesn't. You don't know what his class is because he hasn't really. He hasn't talked about it, and you haven't asked. And also, he doesn't seem to have any specific abilities or anything. You know, um, so he's like, "Oh no, baby, this is bad news." Wait, that's um, that, that's big copper. Not that's not beef. Hungry, that's no. what. Yeah, that's what he says. The big Ned doesn't say that. He's he's silent as he kind of runs up the stairs. He's kind of halfway up the stairs, kind of looking and seeing what's going on. Um, and then they're on fire, so they're also going to take six damage. Um, okay, so it looks like most of them are dead, but not quite. So now it's your turn. Um. So there, there's a little infestation of of finger-sized maggots on the on the on the floor. How many are them? Uh, of them are there? Uh, let's say there's about ten. Ten. Are they are they clustered outside of the body? Are they clustered together? Yeah, not super tightly. They're maybe within a couple inches of each other. Okay. Well, it, in my uh, equipment, it says I have a hammer. I just go in there and just start hammering. I just start <laughs> just whacking like like a whack-a-mole right. at the at the Chuck E. Cheese. I, I I go in there and just fucking let them have it. Roll roll it up. Ooh, Wait, plus what? Uh, d- d- your dex bonus. I don't think you use your proficiency because um, it's a hammer. So I think just your dex bonus. Okay. Well, how about this? Twenty-three. Oh, so is that a critical hit? Yeah, I, I believe I rolled a nineteen and added four. If that means. Oh, okay. So that's not a critical then. That's still good. Uh, roll one d six for smashing damage. I, another six for real. <laughs> oh shit! All right, you smash, you smash, and you smash, and you smash some more. You smash every every last grub, and the rest of the gl- grubs kind of erupt and and burn as they kind of boil out of the corpse, and you know nothing's nothing's moving. Um, so you think you've killed the swarm? I think I have, or I, do I know I have? Uh, for the intents and purpose, for the for the purposes of the game, you have. Okay. Um, but Big Copper's like, oh no! You you got any more of that oil? 
I do. I, I have I have one more oil flask. Can I uh, light, light me a fire? I gotta burn these grubs out of me. I I hand Big Copper the oil flask and uh, like uh, a tinder or whatever, like a, a match. All right. He uh, he start. He kind of like pours some of the some of the oil into the area where the. Uh, the 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 grubs kind of got into his body and he lights it on fire and you can see kind of smoke coming out of his body and he starts patting it down after a little bit and he takes he takes uh he takes three damage but um he's like i think that got him cooked baby (laughs) i i take a deep breath and go um you learn something new every day i didn't know that uh, you could just pour oil into your own body and light it on fire and save your own life, only dealing three damage. Um, it, mu- it must be nice to be uh, a robot, like a, a man made of copper. Hey, man, you could do this too. I bet you didn't know this, but all sorts of oil and fire is great for biting and and. and- burning out all sorts of parasites and insects such as ticks okay all right so i, I examined the room that we're in is, it, is is this the room where we heard the ghostly haunting uh sounds um more or less yeah when you started coming down the stairs that's when you heard, heard the sounds they sound like they're coming from down below you but it wasn't clear um, exactly what was happening. Um, if you're examining the room, roll an investigation check. Investigation. Where's my investigation? Um, 14. All right. So um, you find you find that amongst the the bottles and racks of of broken wine bottles and stuff, there's actually an intact bottle of wine. Um, it's got a unicorn that's wearing some flashy clothes on it. And it's uh yeah, it's a corked sealed bottle of wine. Um, you don't know um, anything about the, 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 what do you call it? The vineyard that this came from. It's not, the name isn't recognizable uh, to you or anything, but it's called, um, what's it called? It's called victory vineyard. Um, so, you found that, and then also cruising around the room some more, you notice a slight seam in the south wall that you didn't notice before. It seems to be some sort of secret door. Um, I, I pick up the bottle of wine for certain, and, <laughs> yeah. and I walk. Is, is there anything to be, to, to be uh, read on the label or just what you've said? It's uh it's it's Victory Vineyard and then um it doesn't say what kind of wine it is. There's the unicorn. Um there's not, you know, a nutrition or anything and although, you know, some marketing has more text than others, this one doesn't. It just says the name of the vineyard and that's it. Okay, so I, it I go say invest- what kind of wine it is. I, I pick up the bottle and I go investigate the seam in the wall. All right, it's a it's a freaking secret door. <laughs> Uh, you're not sure how to open it. Uh, I, 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 is, is there a, like a, a lock mechanism or a handle or anything like that? You don't see anything like that. You just see the outline of the door and you get the sense that like, why would there be a door shamed out? Well, I try pushing it. 
Okay, you push it and it goes in exactly like one centimeter before stopping. And now it's kind of pushed in a little bit. So it definitely was supposed to move like that, but that's as far as it goes inward. I turn to Big Copper and I say, hey, Big Copper, you're bigger than me. I'm a little guy. Uh, would you... Well, no, no, I'm not. I'm thinking I'm Bone Weevil. I'm Fuzzy Knuckles. I'm quite big. Uh, I, yeah. I just I, I run at it and ram it with my shoulder and just, and just try to give it a good old-fashioned FBI, like... Breaking and enter Fourth Amendment violating uh, breaking. <laughs> All right, roll a strength check. <laughs> roll a constitutional uh, <laughs> violation check. Okay, that was strength. That's not very good. Uh, five total. Yeah, you ram into it with a big wham, and it doesn't feel great, but it doesn't hurt that bad. But at the same time, the your your body is telling you that like, oh, I don't know, like it seems like he. It's moved all it can move in this direction. So how big is the opening now? It's only about a centimeter, but it's like you pushed it in. You kind of like pushed it into the wall. So now it's like a, a one centimeter depression. Um, yeah. And, and uh, saying, Ned, you, kind of, Ned kind of wanders down and is looking at what you're doing. Um, so you're saying that, that I, I get the feeling that this is as far as that's going to open, no matter how hard I try? Or, ju- or just with uh, the... Bi- uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, like, answer that question. Okay, Big Copper comes up and he's like, Oh, you better give this to me. I'm an artificer, baby. And this right here is artifice. And he kind of appraises it. He does a check. And he's like, oh, you see, you did one of three things necessary to open this door. And he pushes it. Um, he kind of he, he puts his hand on it to provide friction and slides it to the left. And he slides it about half open. And then he pushes it forward again, and it kind of swings in. So, so he opens the door for you. Um, he's like, so that's what you were supposed to do. <laughs> and I talk like this now. I got to say, Big Copper, since I've met you, which is, I think, today, uh, <laughs> even though it takes us a lot of time to get anything done, uh, you, you've sort of, you sort of mellowed out a little bit. Like, you, you're, you're, you're not the kind of high-energy Big Copper. Are, are, we, are, are we all just tired? I got, oh, do I sound like this? No, there that's we not go. Right. That's the big copper know. that I remember. I think um, this is the big copper. Oh, baby. I, 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 I squeeze through the, the opening in the door. Hell yeah. Oh, wait, no, I talk like this. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> this torchlit chamber was once a large cellar, but it has since been converted into living quarters. Ten crude beds stand along the south wall, each with a wooden locker at its foot. A long wooden trestle table ringed by rickety stools dominates the center of the room. Metal cutlery, cups, and dirty plates sit atop the table. A cook stove is installed near the table, and evidence of recently cooked meals sits in pots atop it. A large ham hangs from a loop of twine near the stove. A sturdy set of stairs leads to a trapdoor in the ceiling above. There are two wooden doors in the east side of the room. And uh, I should also say that it's not covered in mold and trash like the rest of the house. So this someone place, has been living here. Someone has actually uh, has been a good roommate. Is what you're saying? Like this, this place <laughs> has been taken care of. 
Not yeah, like although Cal- they haven't done the dishes. Not like Callie Kazoo, who plays her guitar <laughs> right behind your wall. Like mm-hmm. that's a good roommate. Um, yeah. I'm joking, of course. Love you, Callie. Um, I'm not. Fuck you, Callie. <laughs> Um, I, I go and examine the the, the, the uh, like the Foot Lockers. Okay, um, they're locked. I, I use thieves' tools to open one of them just just, just out of curiosity. Will you open it? And what's inside absolutely blows your mind. But what was inside? We'll find out next time. Oh shit! <laughs> Cliffhanger. Hey, Hapuccinos, thank you so much for listening to uh, Spencer and I and Kevin. Thank you so much for producing it and making great uh, podcast uh, situations happen. Um, Spencer, mm-hmm. what, what do you got to plug? Uh, just my Twitch again. I'll probably be streaming tonight, maybe 7 p.m. or something, maybe maybe earlier. But yeah, twitch.tv slash the Sixler. What about you, Jeff? I got... I'll, it's just this and uh, my Patreon uh, story time with Jeff B. Davis on Patreon where I tell stories. Uh, there's a new uh, story. If you're at the uh, Knight and Davis level, Colin Mockery tells hilarious stories about his uh, life in the theater when he was young. Uh, very funny <laughs> stuff. Uh, it, it's supporting me trying to write a book, uh, which turns out takes time and, and, and effort, which I'm not great at. But uh, I, I love you all for listening, and uh, Spencer, always great to see you. Your beard has grown back like like a chia pet, and it's absolutely magical. Uh, sure, Kevin, yeah. uh, thank you for still being alive. Uh, uh, I've been Jeff Davis, and will continue to be until next time we see you. Uh, and Spencer is going to send you off with the that happened send off. Go with God. 